Chris and Chris Talk Movies. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I sang the whole thing that time. All right. Uh, Very my, good. My name is Chris Ferry and this is my co-host. I am Chris Huddleston. And today we are going to talk about... <laughs> <laughs> I hate to tip my hand, but I always do it. Uh, a, a brand new movie today. Uh, just hit Netflix recently. Army of the Dead. Mr. Ward, how would you like to make fifty million dollars on a warm summer's evening on a train bound for nowhere? Met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness. The boredom overtook us, and he began to speak. He said, "Son, I've made a life out of reading people's faces." Think about everything we did, all those people we saved. The way they held their Look what he does. You don't mind my saying. What if? I can see you're out of base. Not just once. We did something just for us. You ready to play? There's two hundred million dollars in the vault beneath the strip. With a thirty-two hour window to get it out. Find the safe. This should be a simple in and out. It's not too late to go back. Okay, now, actually, I think that was a great trailer. Uh, I love that trailer. Yes. Um, Very nice. I saw this one first. Uh, so you go first. Oh, do you yeah, have a synopsis? I, yeah, I'll do the synopsis. I just finished this up uh, this morning. So, um, yeah, and as you said, it is a brand new 2021 movie. Just came out a few weeks ago. It's Netflix only. So, you know, if you don't have Netflix, and I don't know. But uh, if you do and you've been wanting to watch this, we will definitely spoil it as we do 100%. all the movies that we watch on here. So this is, again, 2020 movie. It is directed by Zack Snyder. And 
It stars Dave Bautista and some other people. Uh, and the synopsis is, following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble, venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. Hmm. So, okay, so you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Sure, okay, so I, I'll just kind of break this down into what I liked and what I didn't like. Um, the first thing is, we talk, I won't rehash all of this, we talked... Um, really in depth about Zack Snyder a few weeks ago when we covered uh, Justice League. Um, Zack Snyder is, by all you know accounts, he seems like a decent guy. He's somebody that I want to like his movies for whatever reason. I think his movies look nice. Um, but I, I, there are really only two movies of his that I would say that I really like. One is Watchmen, and the other is his remake of Dawn of the Dead, which um, it's blasphemy to some because a lot of people think that the original George Romero Dawn of the Dead is maybe the greatest zombie movie. I prefer the remake. I, I think it's a, easily one of the best zombie movies. Um, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I've watched it several times and you know I think it's a pretty great movie. Um, Everything else that he's done ranges from mediocre to bad in my mind. I didn't like 300. The, you know, the, the DC movies are not great other than, than Watchmen. But so um, with this army of the, of the dead, it looks great. Um, I noticed that he has, is, is his own uh, director of photography. I, I don't know that that's, all that common with directors. I mean, I know like a guy like uh, Spielberg, you know, he always has a director of photography, but you know, it looks pretty. It's, it's, a, it's a really nice looking movie. Um, I like Dave Bautista. Um, he's not necessarily given a lot to do here. I don't feel, but, but he's fine. Um, I liked the daughter. She's an actress. I, if I'd seen her in anything before, I, I don't remember. Um, I liked the German guy. The German guy was, uh, he's, there's, there's a German guy who's a safe cracker and he's not the typical macho, you know, he doesn't know how to use a gun and all that. And he's comic he's, relief. He's the comic relief. He was funny without being annoying. I felt, um, another thing that I liked early on, I thought, Oh, this is going to be just, you know, a bunch of tough guys and they're going to say dumb, tough guy stuff. And it's going to be, you know, constant one liners. And it's really not. I, I don't think there were a lot of of one liners in it. The the supporting cast, the rest of the people, they're all fine. I didn't really have any real problem with them. The acting is good. Um, I thought the look was very refreshing after watching uh, Justice League, which you know, I really harped on just everything in that movie is computer generated. And this, there were real physical sets, you know, the, there was plenty of computer generated stuff, right. but even the, you know, Las Vegas, that's all, you know, in shambles and everything that was computer generated, but it looked good. Um, you know, the, the only things that were blatantly CGI were, you know, scenes when the zombies are running around and there's a, there's a CGI tiger, uh, zombie tiger for whatever reason there's a zombie horse you know those things were cgi but everything looked good there's a lot of good um you know i guess the gore effects uh were fine in this um the things that i didn't like 
I do not enjoy smart zombies. I think smart zombies are lame. Um, and in this, it's really, you have, there's a queen zombie. There's a, her, I guess, husband or whatever, because there's a baby zombie for whatever yeah. reason. Yes. And it's the, you know, the male, like, leading zombie. He wears a cape and has a metal helmet for whatever reason. Oh, stop um, headshots. Yeah, to stop headshots. To stop headshots. And it's funny that they are smart, but they can't talk. <laughs> they just make this weird noise for whatever reason. Zombie talk. They do zombie talk for whatever reason. Um, I did not like. This wasn't that I didn't like this, but so this Japanese billionaire. Basically, the gist of the movie is this Japanese billionaire hires them to go into Las Vegas to get two hundred million dollars that he's already collected from the insurance company. And surprise, surprise, he double crosses them. You know, that the, from the second the guy comes on screen, it's just like, well, he's going to double cross them. You know, so yeah. that was that was blatantly obvious. It's a it. I'll just interject one second. It yeah, is you a, just go ahead and go into your part, because that's a, the, kind of most of it. It's a me. paint by numbers heist movie. Yes. You jokingly the other day were like, you son of a bitch, I'm in. It, it mm-hmm. is. It's it's almost as though you took a popular heist movie wrote a parody of it and mm-hmm. this was that parody it is and i and, so and i'll formulaic. say i en- i enjoy heist movies i think sure. heist movies are a lot of fun sure. you know the uh oceans 10 11 12 14 whatever th- those are good movies you know but but and i think it's clever to layer a zombie layer of the two genres it's mm-hmm. a heist movie in a zombie thing but you right off the bat like you have me interested, but you set yourself a very complicated task because you say, as you start to watch the movie, you're like, okay, so is this a heist movie or is this a zombie movie? Because both of them have a very specific um, kind of expectations they bring with them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the heist movie, you got to put together the team. First, there's the offer you can't refuse. You know, you want to refuse, but you can't refuse it. Then there's some flashbacks about reasons why this is emotionally complicated and why the leader is, you know, compromised. He's not he or she. It's not the, you know, the the steady shooter that everybody signs on because there's something going on that he's not telling them. So right from the beginning, there's a deception from the person who hires them, from the person who puts together the team. The teammates are all have different stakes involved in it, right? Someone gets double-crossed. Um, they ultimately get in, right? They they do crack it, and they get in, but it gets complicated. Maybe they end up losing all the money or they lose someone important along the way. It varies a little bit how the thing ends. But they do, they do against all odds. It's tougher than they thought, but they get in and they mm-hmm. get out, right? Yeah. And then there's a final sort of bittersweet double cross near the end where it turns out the whole thing wasn't really about that in the first place, right? Yeah. And then, of course, you've got the zombie movie, which brings with it all different kinds of tropes depending on whether they're smart zombies or fast zombies or whatever. In this one, they were sort of alien zombies, it made it seem like, right? That this can't, the two guys driving the truck with the sort of secret payload. 
that turns out to have the zombie king in it are coming from like Area 51 or something. And they're like, what's in there? I don't know. I mean, it doesn't say this is from outer space, but that's and the I, last thing that happens before there's a car accident. And I, I did like that. That was one thing that I liked is what th- th- that was basically unexplained. You just know it's the government has it. It's some, we don't really know what happened. As but I didn't case, feel like we needed a backstory really As on is that. the case with the sort of what I think of as the traditional zombie movies, and nobody explains why the dead start It just rising. happens, you know. No, you know, some people say, oh, so people speculate. But unless it's a virus zombie thing, they just it's ne- nobody knows you're just too busy trying to get away from them or shoot them in the head yeah and i like that i i don't, I don't it doesn't need to be explained although yes, i love because it's uh, impossible yeah <laughs> you know right so you have to just be like well it's a horror movie and this is what's happening although i really like 28 days later which that is a zo- but that's which a they, virus yeah that's a virus which they don't exactly you know people some people uh, split hairs and say it's not real they're not really zombies but i don't know i don't care but i like i like that movie that's one that explains it but I, I thought it was fine that it was unexplained here yes so but that that long long setup was just to say so you say i'm going to i'm going to make a meat cake and you're like oh i love meat and i love cake so this will be great and then you start thinking about it and you're like well this is complicated actually because it's not really meat and it's not really cake it's mm-hmm. sort of not working you know what i mean so they get in there and they start before they even get to vegas it's a pure heist movie uh, minus the sort of hook where we see Vegas go south, the zombie outbreak happens, and then so it's like, "Welcome to our zombie movie." And then it's like, meanwhile, in a diner in the middle of nowhere, right? We meet the guy who got out alive. Dot 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 reasons I don't know, and and then and then it's a heist movie. So you kick off a zombie movie, stop, scroll to a different a few months later or a year later or something in a different place, and then you kick off a heist movie. And then they basically try and shuffle the deck between the two as they go. And I felt like it never really blended together. Because a heist movie is really just fun. And a zombie movie is really just fun, but in a totally different... in a totally different way, right? You got a, you got overrun by the horde. You got oh that shot where somebody's is he going to get bitten? They're fighting him off, and then oh no, they bite him right. Or oh no, he managed to get away without getting bitten. Zombie, zombie tiger, uh, zombie horse, right? So the king of the zombies wears a cake, wears a metal helmet slash crown, and rides a zombie horse. Why does he ride a horse? They can run around like animals, kind of. I mean, yeah, and it's like they got the whole cast of Cirque Wars and stuff. Yeah, it's like they had the whole cast of Cirque du Soleil playing Mm -hmm. the zombies. They're incredibly live. They're live, and they can uh, like do martial arts. It's like why did why did the zombies know? You know, there's a couple of scenes where they're doing hand to hand combat, and they're like dodging their punches and stuff. And it's like, how did, did they practice fighting? I don't know. So at that level, this thing kind of fell apart for me. But I, I will um, I will zoom back out a little bit and say I, th- I thought it looked great. It looks yes. great. And when I saw the trailer, I was really excited. All right. They, they, the trailer uses uh, The Gambler um, by uh, 
Kenny, Kenny, uh, yeah. Rogers. Kenny I Rogers, said Kenny Loggins, which but. I haven't heard for a long time, but it, it, it sets this great tone and it, mo- the trailer is mostly nonverbal. I mean, there's a few things that are said to sort of set, set up what's happening, but for the most part, it lets the visual speak for itself. And I think if you watch this with the sound off, you'd assume it's a much better movie than it is because it looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really like Tignataro, which has an interesting story in it. They sort of CGI'd her in, green screened her. Yeah, it was in some other actor, and they completely and they they got booted for some reason, and they and they think it was, put her in over. He got me tooed or accused of. Yeah, some so sort that of... was seamless. I thought I I didn't ever really see a part where I thought, oh, this looks weird. Like that, I was really impressed with that. It was it was terrific, and mm-hmm. they may uh, what they may have done is ADR'd over a couple of lines of Dave Batista and a couple of other characters to say to sort of you know she. In, when he would have said, you know, I, I don't think he's in his right mind. You know, and they might have ADR'd over that because I don't think they brought everyone back to reshoot stuff. Maybe they did. I don't know. But it was mostly revert. You know, it'd be like Dave Batista says, the chopper ready? And then you'd cut over to Tignataro and she'd have some snappy retort. And then you'd cut back to him. And I, I, f- I think they just took the movie as shot and very cleverly went and reshot all of that character stuff with her. That's my understanding. I read yeah. some blurb that David Batista is like, I still haven't met Tignataro. Like, wow. <laughs> we're in this movie together, and I couldn't be more excited, but I've never met her. That's <laughs> <You know>? crazy. <laughs> Which I think now is that, that fun, looking from, like, where is it going to where? And I'm, no, I'm like, wow, that that really, you notice that they're like, you never see those two in Superman and Clark Kent. You never see them at the same time. It, it was <laughs> I was looking for, like, where are they going to do a split screen? And that may yeah. have happened once or twice, but for the most part, it's just somebody's talking to Tig. Tig is responding, you know, and the shots are like, but it feels very smooth. And that is technology put to good use because it's, you know, CG when you don't know it's CG is great. I think, you know, that, and, and I was watching for it and I just, after a while, I just kind of forgot about it. Cause it's just like, oh, I can't see Nothing looks weird to me, you know. And I honestly feel that Tignataro, in a movie full of scene-stealing little juicy parts, I honestly feel like Tignataro sort of stole the movie. She was was good, yeah. One of my favorite parts of it, and that kind of corny um, heist movie dialogue where everybody is is like Deadpool sarcastic with each other, right? Mm -hmm. Um I thought she was just spiking it on every line. She didn't make you groan or anything, you know. No, and and the dialogue overall in this movie is is disappointing. It's pretty um it's pretty par for the course, I think, for pretty par for the these course. Kind of movies now. But I'm like you couldn't I don't know. You couldn't let somebody who is really good at this take a pass at it couldn't you throw a little bit of money at somebody to just come and plus it up i don't yeah. know I yeah don't know. but I so agree. but but having said it looks good i just think um that dialogue element of it was disappointing and great cast of characters but you didn't give them a lot of juicy stuff to do so you've no. got this great 
Uh, there's a French woman who plays um, the sort of coyote character that takes them through the... They've built a huge wall of shipping containers around Vegas where the outbreak is contained. And she takes them through the wall. And she takes other people who can pay her through the wall to kind of loot around the edges. And she's the one that sort of delivers all the exposition about, oh, this isn't what you think. You know, there's a king and a queen and you have to give them a sacrifice. So they bring this sort of loathsome uh, border cop from the outside in with them who, of course, gets bitten. And, of course, there's a showdown scene later. Mm -hmm. it, it felt so formulaic to me and the dialogue was so disappointingly written that ultimately I, uh, the movie lost me pretty pretty early because I was just wanting to like it and not liking it and not liking it I didn't have to choke it down I watched the movie but I didn't find myself particularly caring about any of them and in a zombie movie when it's 20 people I'm 20 when it's 8 people and you get to like all 8 of them then when inevitably one by one they're bitten or, or you're supposed to feel bad there's supposed to be this build this building sense of doom as this little new community you formed under these dire circumstances inevitably fall to the apocalypse, right? They, mm -hmm. There's no real escape of a zombie apocalypse. It, you know, eventually you all die and you all rise. And that's just part of the deal with a zombie. There's no happy ending. <laughs> and in a heist movie, there's supposed to be. So... You know, it just kind of, it tried to do both. It tried to give us a happy ending with a, oh, but zombies, you know? And, and as the whole act three was just this kind of tightrope act of, that didn't come together. Yeah. The only thing that was a mild surprise, and I'm like you, I, I hate it in heist movies or treasure hunting movies where they don't get the money in the end. Cause it's, then it's like, cause you know, you, you get to where you're, you're at the point and there's still like 20 minutes left. Another thing about this, this movie is too long. Um, in my opinion, two, two and a half hours is too much. Um, but, uh, they all, everybody's either dead or basically the daughter is the only one that survives. Right. You think, and it's just like, so then I'm just watching and it's like, they didn't get the money. Everybody's dead. What's the point? Well, then it turns out that one of the guys did survive because he had been locked in the, um, the, oh, and the other thing that we how didn't did say. How did he get out of there? Well, yeah. The, you don't know how he got, so he was in the safe or whatever, the vault with all the money, the $200 million. So what we did not say is the government drops a like a, you know, a strategic nuclear missile fires it on Las Vegas. So after everybody is gone, everybody's died except Dave Bautista's daughter, you know, that zooms in on Las Vegas and you see that guy come up out of the ground. Never mind the, the nuclear fallout or whatever right. that he's going to have to walk through, but he has the money. So I'm thinking, Oh, great. He has the money. He's going to get to, uh, I, I did. That was the only kind of mild surprise of it to me was like, okay, the guy got out and you're thinking, oh, he's going to get to the daughter and, you know, they're going to split the, the money or whatever. Happy ending. He goes and rents a private plane 
And then you discover on the private plane that he has been bitten. And then that's the end of the movie. He looks in the mirror and says, oh, shit, or whatever. And then, and then right. it ends and they play Suspicious Minds, you know, by Elvis. That was one thing I did. You talked about Kenny Rogers in the uh, in the trailer. I did like I, I thought the song selection overall was good, except <laughs> at the very end. And they start playing. And I'm just as the as the guys coming up out of the ground, and I thought, are they going to play "Zombie" by the Cranberries? That is so <laughs> on the nose, you know. And, it's, and they did, uh, but uh, you know, because this first few <laughs> notes of it starting, I was like, is this going to be "Zombie"? And I was like, oh, you know, that's just way too on the nose. But so they set it up for. Um, so this was a giant hit for. Uh, Netflix. It's I checked today when I watched it. Watched it. It was the number nine most watched thing on on Netflix. And uh, I, I think I, I read that. I think they're saying this is gonna. This is like one of the top ten movies that Netflix has has had. So, um, so it's like okay, they've set this up for a sequel, right? No, they're doing a prequel. They're doing a prequel with, and, it, and this may be good. Um, but the German guy, I guess, is going to be the star of the prequel, oh. uh, which I liked his character. I, I thought he was fun. So it's going to be about him like going around cracking safes in other zombie places, I guess. And they're doing an animated other zombie places. I guess it just it just said he's going around like cracking uh, safes in the zombie apocalypse. So I assume that's going to mean that he's got to sneak into other. And you things. said it was animated? No, that one is going to be a live action, and it's already been written. I don't, I don't know when they're shooting it, but they also are doing a, an ant like a six episode animated thing that I guess Zack Snyder is going to direct. I don't huh. know, but so, but and they said you know he has this great idea for a, uh, for a you know a sequel, which they definitely set it up for a sequel. Um, so I don't know, but uh, another like you said. The, you know, you have the, the heist part that is an okay heist movie, not a great heist movie, but okay. And then you have the zombie part, which is this kind of a subpar zombie movie. And, you know, they don't really mesh together well. And I found myself being much more interested in the heist part. And every time they would go to the zombies, it has become be kind of like oh yeah we're back to the zombies none of that was really you know i and i've expressed this before on the show i'm i'm tired of zombies there's just you know they've just done so i i think it's just a, a genre that is just they've done everything they possibly can with it hmm. but one thing that bothers me is when was the last time you saw anything that had to do with zombies that was scary in the least there's there's one scene in this movie. Sorry, I hit the mic. There's one scene in the movie. Take it where, easy now. Take I know, it and I'm, get, I'm getting over overexcited. Uh, there's one scene in the movie where they are going through these hallways with zombies that I guess are asleep for some reason. I don't know why zombies have to sleep, but they're standing up and they're asleep or unconscious or whatever. So they have to slowly walk through there and you know not try to wake them up or whatever. That was a little bit tense, um, you know that was the only time in the movie that there was anything at all. That's just like, Oh, this is kind of creepy or this is kind of scary. All the fighting is like a, like a video game, you know, it just felt yep. like a video game to me yep. when they're just shooting. You never really, I mean, the people die, but it's just, you never felt any real 
stakes or anything. So it's not, there's nothing scary about it. And it's, it's not really fun. You know, at least if you're going to do non-scary zombies, make it fun. And there's not, it's not like there were really any clever, you know, battles with the zombies or anything like that. It was, I guess the, probably the best was there's a helicopter scene in the end where they're fighting the zombie king or whatever. And that was okay. But it's just, it's all pretty, no pun intended with a zombie movie. It's pretty lifeless, you know? <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> well, you hit a pretty fat pun. There. Could that, could I write a, a Zack Snyder movie? Can you I could write a Zack Snyder movie with that kind of uh, wordplay. Mm-hmm. So, hey, you know you. what I mean? I, I, it just... I feel like, you know, that and that, for me, The Walking Dead was what, the and that's a series that I continue to watch, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but a series that I really uh, love and, and loved, although it has been a long time going now. Mm-hmm. You realize it in the comic, reading the comic, that there's only so, like, when the world is over, the only long-form story you can tell is how people try to put the world back together again. That's all that there are. I mean, the dead don't change. So there's only so many different rotting corpses you can draw or situations where one of them pops up out of the ground or... You know, they they have a frequent, they'll be walking through the woods and they'll see somebody who hanged themselves in despair and then has zombified. So there's a zombie dangling from a noose. And to me, the scary stuff is when, when they're out exploring and they come across a tableau. They were clearing a house one time and there were two kids about my children's age dead on the bed that there was a bottle of pills empty by the side of the bed and the kids had um, drill holes in their forehead. Mm-hmm. So the parents had given their kids a bunch of pills to so they would you know, die in their sleep and then drilled a hole in each of their foreheads so they wouldn't come back. Right. And that's the kind of stuff in The Walking Dead that really haunts me. Right. You, you know, because it, mm-hmm. and the characters, there's nothing to say. These kids, their parents made sure they weren't going to come back, but it's the, it's the, it allows your imagination to run through that series of events. And it's horrible. It's horrible. Right. Yeah. So they could have a zombie, blah, and, oh, he almost got me, right? Every single episode. But it's really the same thing again and again. Sure, yeah. The other thing in a zombie movie that gets me is when you see the wide shot or the aerial shot, and it is legions of the dead. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That is, that still, those shots still get me. When you realize, oh, no, I've somehow allowed myself to get kind of painted in here you know yeah and by now in the walking dead everyone's a badass so 10 zombies forget it this person you know kills 10 zombies before breakfast but when it's a thousand zombies you know what i mean nobody can there's no yeah there's no magical escape so it still chimes with me in those ways but trying to plus it up even though he's a zombie king 
he's somehow gotten his zombie bride pregnant. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what we're doing here. Uh, At the end of the movie, he there rides was a, a horse, right? He yeah. rides a horse. So what is this Game of Thrones? You know, where the it's it's D and D. So the White Walkers, who aren't zombies, ride zombie horses. But everybody in Game of that's the that's the mode of opera. You know, they, that's how they get around. So it makes a kind of crazy sense. Those are the knights ride horses. The death knights ride horses. But in this, you're like, I don't just because there happened to be a horse, he rides a horse. I, I, I think know. it was a, I think it was the same kind of thing that Justice League suffered from, where there were things that it, it, it just felt like, you know, this would be cool. You know, it'd be cool if you had a zombie tiger, and you know what, it'd be cool if the zombie king has a cape and a helmet and he rides on a zombie horse. You know. Yeah. And it's not cool, but somebody thought they, the people making it thought it was cool. I guess <laughs> right. you know. And and uh, at the uh, at the end of the movie, uh, when I watch it, there was a little pop up um, making of thing that was like five or ten minutes long. It was pretty interesting to see, you know, how they how they made Las Vegas and everything. But Zack Snyder said, you know, we've basically turned um, Las Vegas into a haunted house. I didn't ever feel like a haunted house to me, you know, they're just, they're just walking around in just abandoned hotels and things. There wasn't anything creepy about that. And so it wasn't scary. So to me, the other way that you can go is the trailer. You looked at it and you're just like, okay, this is going to be a bonehead movie, but it's going to be nuts. You know, this is just going to be crazy. We got zombie tigers and we got, you know, all this stuff. And it's just kind of there and nothing was, it wasn't, you know, they tried to make it really kind of more dramatic than it should have just been, we're just going to make this totally nuts. This is just going to be a sandwich. Exactly. Just a way over the top ridiculous thing. But we're going to put two slices of cheese on it. We're going to toast it, toast the bread a little bit like you would with a grilled cheese and we're going to put a layer of potato chips mm-hmm. on it. You know, we're going to make the best. You'll never forget this bologna sandwich. You know what I mean? But they didn't. They tried to make it a, you know, fine dining. And you're just like, guys, it's a bologna sandwich. <laughs> you know? And there's crying and emotional scenes. People, I mean, you have, you know, to, have, have to kill people and all that, you know. Yeah, you have, you have to, to have, have steaks. steaks. But, but I didn't. By the time when Dave Bautista is infected and his daughter has to kill him, I didn't feel anything. You're, it's supposed you to care? clearly. I mean, it's supposed to rip your heart open. But, and I love Dave Bautista, but I didn't particularly care what happened to him in this movie. It was well acted. I mean, the scene was, sure. you know, was well. They're, you know, they seemed, sure it told the story. Yeah, but, but it didn't. It didn't rope me in as pretty as the movie was, and as funny as some of the one line stuff was. Yeah. There were very few times that I can't think of one where I was like, oh, cool. And when I saw some scene, you know? Yeah. He wears an iron helmet. What, did he forge that? Where'd he get that? <laughs> you know? I don't know. None of it just didn't make any sense. Again, it was just like, you know, I just think it was things that they thought would be cool. Yep. And I don't know. It's IMDb, it's a 5.8. 
So, which I think that's, that's about, about right. yeah, it's about right. I was going to say like a five and a half to six or something like that. With uh, with Dave Batista, one thing that I was thinking about, and I've harped on this before, but I think, and you know, this isn't a you know a great movie for him to be in, but I I'm thinking maybe Dave Batista is maybe going to be what I've I've long hoped The Rock would be, and you know, who am I to criticize The Rock's career, but because he's making a ton of money and it seems like just everything he does is huge. But I get very frustrated with the rock because I, I really think he could be, you know, this generation's great action hero. Hmm. And you know, the, I'm, I don't like the fat. I mean, people love them. I don't like the fast and furious movies. The, uh, what are the the Jumanji movies are fine. You know, they're mm-hmm. entertaining, but you can say what you, you know, what you will about Arnold Schwarzenegger, but he had the Terminator and Terminator two that are undeniably classic sci-fi action movies. Yeah. Um, and then he did true lies, which was great. And he did total recall, which was yep. really good. And some other things sprinkled in there. And, the Rock has done nothing, in my opinion. Conan. That, he was Conan. Conan yeah, Conan. Conan. Especially the first one. I mean, the second one is... But yeah, The Rock has done nothing that has approached the level of any of those movies, in my opinion. And he could. He could be, you know, because he has the charisma and all that. Whereas, you know, they're very different guys. But Dave Batista, the two um, Guardians of the Galaxy movies, I think are better than anything that The Rock has done. Yeah. He's you know, so good in those too. He's so good in those. He's great. Because and, he manages to play the big silent badass and but it turns out to not be that silent. Right. And he's he's genuinely, you know, self destructively hell bent on revenge. And and he's also a dipshit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like they really thread that needle of being like, he's the badass. Don't get in his way. But he's dumber than a box of rocks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And, and, you know, and you you brought up something that, that kind of, that was kind of like a light bulb for me. Take James Gunn, you know, who did those two movies. And now he has this new Suicide Squad coming out that looks great from the trailers. Give him this exact property. And it would be so much fun. Yeah, I think so. You know? Um, give him the exact, you know, the, the just the same premise. It's zombies. It's a heist movie, you know, going into Las Vegas. And think of how much fun that would be. Yeah. In his hands. Yeah. I think he'd Give probably... him the same cast. Give him, the, give him all the same actors. Sure. And he would, the dialogue would be much better and it would be fun, which is what this movie's trying to be, but it doesn't really succeed. I don't think. Yeah. I think... It would have been interesting to see this movie with slow zombies. Yeah. Because really, you know, what you don't want in a zombie movie is a high concentration of the dead, which is Las Vegas, walled mm-hmm. in. You don't want to be in close quarters with limited options for escape, right? Which is the vault. I mean, all of the locations are terrible locations if you're in a zombie movie. Mm-hmm. And so I love that you got to get in, and basically, even if the even if the heist is a cakewalk, which it, it turns out it isn't, because of course it never is. Um, 
controlling the dead who are just always coming after the sounds you're making and always, you know, they're always there and there are always more of them shuffling up behind. You got to get in, you got to kind of close off your exit behind you, and then you got to get out in a way that nothing goes wrong. And of course, that sets the stage as a filmmaker for to plan everything that goes wrong. Mm hmm. Right. Oh, he said this room would be clear. Well, the room is definitely not clear. Right now you lose fun things like these are the uh, uh, sleeping zombies uh, or or now we want to see a zombie riding a zombie horse. You lose those things because those don't fit in a zombie movie. Mm -hmm. But you could have a ballroom that for one reason or another, you you set up in the script that they have to get through. And there's literally like 300 zombies shuffling around in there. You know, so yeah. you can do a variation of that scene. The Walking Dead did it where where apparently if you rip a zombie up and you sort of cover yourself in its viscera, it masks your smell and you can kind of shuffle through them without drawing attention to yourself and they don't recognize that you're not dead, mm -hmm. which I thought was a really fun invention of that property. And, and, and so there's the challenge too is like how do we take this very uh, clearly defined and very beloved by a certain audience um, genre and find ways, f invent ways to make it new and interesting. And I would argue that nothing in this movie they did accomplished that. Right. Um, I've, it, I've literally seen all of it before, but in different movies that set different rules. Yeah, for the zombies. This was all stitched together. It's like his favorite bits of all those other things. You know? Yeah, it seemed like they clearly were like, oh, we want to do something different. We don't want to just do this show, slow shuffling zombies, but it, it just didn't work. There wasn't even a good, you know, a well-timed jump scare in, in there somewhere would have would have yeah. helped. But it's never, you know, to me, good zombie movies, you feel you know, a lot what the characters are feeling because just Constantly think about on what a, edge. Yeah. Constantly just think on edge. Just think what a terrible, you know, just how f terrifying that would be to be in an actual situation like that. But you never feel any of that watching no. this, you no. know, you, the, the, you know, they get, the characters get killed, but you never feel any real, connection or because you never really fear. loved her they yeah didn't, they didn't bother to to sink that, the hook where you're like now this guy i like you know that was for as long as the movie was they didn't really like you talked about you know the assembling the team part you know that's about two or three minutes of the movie they didn't uh um think back you know a very terrible film but when we watched kill and kill again they spent a lot more time setting up the uh right you know you actually as bad Way as that too, movie was yeah. as bad as that movie was you almost felt more connection to those characters you know the way they set up the you know you got to know them a little bit yeah but this is just like you know they're pretty quickly into vegas and everything and i'm just sitting there thinking like man there's like 50 minutes of this left and they've already gotten to the vault like now what you know and yeah. it, it knew it was going to be double cross and all that kind of stuff but it's just it felt like they you know they kind of dragged that stuff out um there whereas... was some sort of fun stuff in the script that that didn't land i want to give it props for having been there though is 
early on, he's like, oh, it's something like the hall is $300 million or something. And so he goes to his daughter and he basically starts there and says, you can have all of it or you can have my share or something except what we have to pay the other people. And she, I forget exactly how it gets set up. She says something like, well, you're not going to offer them all equal splits, are you? And it's like it hasn't occurred to him. Maybe I'm misremembering this. But then as they go down Each person through they're offering less, less and less, less until yeah. they get to take the tires, like, how would you like to make $8,000 yeah. or something? She's like, I'm in. <laughs> you know, exactly. Yeah. And I, I thought that if that had landed better, that could have been really hilarious because it is just sort of clipping through the people and each time the payout gets lower but each time it's still totally worth it to the person they're like hell yeah i'll do it yeah she doesn't even he doesn't even have to talk her into it she's just like yeah when you know when when do we go or whatever there was, i already quit i hate this job <laughs> yeah my life is terrible <laughs> uh there was one really weird line that I was just like, what it, it stood out in in 2021, where that so the Japanese billionaire guy, oh yeah, where he says, uh, easy peasy, uh, e- easy pe- peasy Japanesey, and the and the German guy goes, he raised his hand, he goes, um, we're not we're not allowed to say that anymore, and he and the guy's like, well, it's okay because I'm Japanese, and he's like, yeah, I still no no, don't think Tignataro say says, oh that's right, I think that's it's right. okay because he's Japanesey. <laughs> Yeah, he's just, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, so, you know, the Japanese guy doesn't care. And he's like, okay, what is it we're supposed to say? And he says, oh, you're supposed to say lemon squeezy. So he repeats it again. He, and he repeats says, lemon the squeezy. line. So I just thought, okay, was this just a an excuse to just be like, everybody's too sensitive now. You know, you have all these, everybody's woke. And it's like, we used to be able to say things like this and nobody, you know what I mean? That's kind of how yeah. I felt. Because yep. it seemed very out of place. Then I was reading today that um, I guess uh, Zack Snyder's passion project is he is now he said, I guess it's it's been in pre-production or whatever, but he said he thinks the climate right now is everybody will freak out. But he wants to do a film adaptation of Ayn Rand's The Fountainhead. Hmm. So he must be, you know, that must be where his his politics are coming from i guess um uh, i i just thought that was a weird uh that that just stood out to me it's like this is weird in 2021 to make this joke i I don't know especially since the right has so i mean she was kind of minded that way anyway but since the right has co-opted the material so hard Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so sort of myth of fierce individualism yeah, exactly. But so I don't know. So what do what do we say about recommendations with this? You know, I, I after basically shredding it for the past hour, I would say, you know, clearly people are watching it. If if it's if you're in the mood for a kind of like something you don't mind getting up to go make more popcorn or grab another beer, like it'd be a fun um, movie to sit and watch on the couch with somebody. Um, I'm, I, it's not that I didn't – it's not that I had to struggle getting through it. I just was kind of like – I think I was disappointed because I, I was expecting it to be better, and I felt in retrospect that it really could have been much, much better. 
than it yeah. was. And maybe they didn't put it through all of the different, you know, I don't know how it goes with Netflix. Maybe they just handed him the keys and be like, do whatever you want. And, and you think, well, this would actually have benefited from some, you know, focus grouping or something like that. Um, Zack Snyder, he did not write the screenplay, but he wrote the story as well. So mm-hmm. I, you know, that, I, I think, you know, Stanley Kubrick, in my opinion, is one of the greatest directors of all time. I don't think he, for the most part, I don't think he wrote his own films. He, you know, they were mainly at He mainly adapted books, but yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't, you know, Steven Spielberg can, and he hasn't written all of his own movies either, but, you know, Steven Spielberg can write a screenplay and, and direct, you know, and it'd be good. But I, I, I don't know that Zack Snyder, you know, he could maybe stand to have somebody else doing the writing. Cause, maybe. Cause what's I, your, I think he was involved. I mean, I wasn't mad that I watched it. It just, it was, you know, they're very different movies, but like I said, at the, at the top, um, the Dawn of the dead, I think is so good as a zombie movie goes and you really know, great. Was, yeah. Really great. He was doing something, you know, very different here, but I just, based on that he's capable of better so i you know i wanted to the trailer kind of hooked me i mean i knew it was going to be silly yeah but it wasn't silly enough you know i i I think they should have gone all in with just make it totally bonkers and they didn't do that and so it's just it's just kind of flat and you know it's it's just okay you know i think about a five and a half or a six people that you know, if you're still really into zombie stuff, if you kind of want to see some, you know, I, I don't, I can't recall seeing seeing zombies in Las Vegas in another movie. It's That's probably, true. It's probably been done, but um, I did think one thing that I did, well, maybe I did say this before. I thought, you know, the it was the music was, you know, was good choice of music, and mm-hmm. you know, I, there were some fun. I liked the Elvis songs in it and everything. I thought it was cool. Suspicious Minds in the beginning, you know, when they. Uh, when they first set it up for, you know, how the zombies got there and everything, but it just, it just kind of lackluster. I definitely, this is definitely a, a movie to watch at home. If I, if I had watched this in the theater, I think I would have been kind of pissed, you know, disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. So there you have it. Um, what about next time? What do we do for the next movies? That's we feel. We talk talked about. about, did you watch uh creep show creep show two? I haven't seen it since whenever I was watching the trailer that you sent me uh, mm-hmm. or the clip that you sent me. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it in a long time. We could do that. Okay. Um, any of those movies from the summer of 1982 think you sent me, we could do. Um, mm-hmm. They're all certainly in the wheelhouse. I didn't realize those were all 1982 movies. Those are yeah. Those are great. Um, so we, we've already done the thing. Yeah. Um, the ones in there that you know to, that to me are really classics is uh, the thing, Poltergeist. Um, what else was in there? We've got Conan the Barbarian. I Tron. like Conan the Barbarian. Tron is one that I've never. It just never grabbed me for whatever reason, even as a kid. Um, Star Trek Two is is fine. Um, the Mad Max movies I never really, except the the newest one I really liked. Right. Um, but I never was a gigantic fan, you know, really of those either, but any of those, 
you know, we could do if you wanted to. Well, why don't we find something? Let's land on something you're excited to watch. I mean, are you excited to watch Creep Show? I mean, I would. Or the or the Tales from the Crypt, the '72 Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, um, I would. I'd actually, as far as a good movie, I like the first Creep Show. Um, the second one is bad, but it's you know sometimes those are fun. Those are fun to talk about, you know, the bad ones. But yes, um, you've seen both of those, but it's been a long time. I honestly can't say. For, I think I must have, but I would have been a kid. It would have been in '82 or '83. Would I you either w- rather watch, you know, bad and kind of pick apart bad, or would you rather watch good? Mm, hard to say. Are they both adapted from Stephen King shorts? Yes. Uh, I don't know. You pick. Uh, which we'll watch whichever one you want. Let's let's do the original. Creep show. Yeah. Okay. For That's next week, we will be watching Creep Show from whatever year it was. I guess before 1982, since Creep. Or was that not? It might be know. 82. Yeah. I'm all convinced. That one might be 82. Um, Chris and Chris talk movies at gmail.com. All the socials, blippity blue. Uh, hit us up, reach out, say something nice. Um, <laughs> like, subscribe, etc. How I don't really know how these social things work. I think you're supposed to like us or subscribe to us, and that helps us somehow. Yes, so please do that. And, um, if you're feeling creepy, it's weird because it's almost 100 degrees here. And I think of horror movies as kind of cold and dark, but it's swelteringly hot. <laughs> I mean, oh. we could do we could do another one of those 82 no, ones. No, okay. fine. Uh, creep okay. show. Creep show. Bam, bam. Uh, for next time, um, anything else? We're, we're a little short, but I think we've covered it. I don't. Is, is there anything else that you've seen recently that you... Well, I haven't really watched a lot. Did you did you watch the Love, Death, and Robots? I've not. No, two? I haven't caught up with no, it yet. We can't talk about that. Yeah. Um, I never watched the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Or whatever did I? And I'm surprised because I was sort of a gobble everything up from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but I just feel like there's so much of it. It's like you you love popcorn, but there is definitely a point where you eat so much popcorn that you're like, I feel a little sick, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know now. I will watch the Loki thing whenever that starts. I, I think that I'll could probably be, get around to checking those good. things out. Did you see the? Uh, there's been some trailers. Did you see the trailer for the Eternals? Have you seen that? Nope. So that is the like you know one of their next big. Uh, and I'm not really familiar with those comics, um, but that's the next I think big. Are those the ones that live on the dark side of the moon? I don't know. All I know is in the trailer. So it's Angelina Jolie is in it, um, and a bunch of other people. Uh, it has uh, um, who's the I can never say his name, but the the Pakistani um, comedian guy, Camille. Oh, Nanjiani. Yeah, uh, and he got like all ripped for the movie and everything. He's in it, um, but it's like they're what they show in the beginning is it's like some kind of native people from you know it looks like a long time ago and the eternals are these people that come from space i guess to help them or i don't know it looked 
not super exciting, I didn't mm. think. But but I'll it definitely has it a, you'll have to check out the trailer, but it definitely has a different it's another one of these where I believe they you know, Marvel has had success with this thing where they get these kind of indie directors that have done small movies and then they, you know, give them a giant Marvel movie to do. And it definitely the look of it 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 looks different than kind of what you're used to. Mm. Um the just the way a Marvel movie is shot. It looks a little more uh I don't know how to describe it exactly, but it, it's it's a different look. Well I gotta check out that trailer. Yeah. Yeah, check it out. It's like I say, I don't know. I don't know what to think about it, but it might be fine. But it's it's just the first, you know, kind of teaser. So but I don't know of anything else really okay. that uh, I can think of. Hokey dokie Army dokey. of the Dead is on Netflix. If you subscribe, you can watch it. Yeah, that's a nice thing. You've already don't, got it. You don't yeah. have to pay. Don't, have to pay. don't expect too much of it, but it's also, we've watched way worse movies. So. Yeah. Let me ask you this. So are you, uh, you know, the the walls are coming down as far as very quickly here. People are just kind of like, the pandemic's over. Let's go back to normal. Um, will you be going to... The movies any this summer you think i don't know honestly I, I don't know like if dune was playing in a theater that i i would go see that mm-hmm. i i don't think i'm gonna go just la tra la 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 go see whatever's playing it's also harder because we need to get a sitter if we're gonna go to the kids or i'm sure going myself. yeah i'm sure i'm sure going to a movie for you is a is an undertaking and i go to i go to movies by myself i enjoy it oh, okay but i just tend i don't tend to just go and see whatever's on if i'm excited right. about seeing a movie on a big screen then i might yeah i'm fully vaccinated now so that's nice yeah i mean this last year has definitely you know for everybody it's taken you if you went to the movies very often it's definitely taken you out of that habit and now it's yep. just like i don't even know what's coming out you know right right um, you would think this would probably be a big summer if there is stuff to be released everything's been uh, sat on yeah there's because, a James bond movie there's dune i mean there's a, lots of stuff yeah because you know nobody was going to the movies last summer so you would think that if there's you know stuff to be seen this could probably be a pretty big summer i don't know um but yeah i'll probably go to see some stuff again if there's things that i'm interested in so we'll have to see how it plays out exactly all right. Thank you All again right. for joining us uh, and listening to our humble thoughts as we discussed Army of the Dead. And uh, next week we're going to be doing Creep Show. So until then, well, I never figure out how to get out of this. Until then, we'll talk to you next week. It doesn't. So yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> All right.